Hello and welcome to the first episode of Snap It Around the Podcast. Your podcast filled with a bunch of sports stooges who think they know the most about your favorite sport. With me today, I'm glad to be joined with the Boston Bruins, Homer himself. Thinking the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the National Football League and thinking the Boston Red Sox are actually a good baseball team. Carson Harvey, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, boys? Alongside Carson, we got the one and only Detroit Red Wings fiend. He, uh, from Barrie, Ontario. You ask him to name a Colt from 2009, you damn well know he can give it to you. Adam Mutschke, or better known as Touch. What's up, boys? Uh, we also got a little bit of Toronto Maple Leafs in us here today. Uh, he will bet anything on a 10,000 uh, odd parlay in basketball because he thinks he's one bet away from winning a big. Charlie Hallhand, ladies and gentlemen. Going on. And finally, certainly least, we have the Ottawa Senators fan who thinks for whatever reason Eric Carlson was the best defenseman of the last 20 or 10 years, excuse me, Benjamin Foe. How we doing? How we doing? And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the one and only executive producer, Seamus Doherty, the glue guy, the guy who made it all possible. Round of applause quick for Seamus, everybody. The go. We love you, Seamus. Best laugh, buddy. <laughs> He's got an absolutely elite laugh. He's just one of those character guys who's one in the room with you, you know? All right, let's get into it. So we're going to be talking to start off the pod about NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. First game on the docket was San Francisco versus Seattle. And, boys, I, I think that went pretty well how we all expected, no? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Seattle gave him a bit of a run. Geno Smith, forever my comeback player of the year. But, uh, dude, touch. Brock Purdy, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, um, I had the Niners in that game. I thought they were going to walk through Seattle. It was honestly a little closer than I thought at some points in the game, but um, yeah, I think I think San Francisco is legit. I think they have a really good chance of winning the NFC. Um, they got a lot of weapons over there. Like this team is is loaded. Uh, I could see them getting it done for sure. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, Brock Purdy, uh, going to be the Super Bowl MVP. Mark my words, I guarantee it. <laughs> But uh, Tom Brady vibes from Brock Purdy are through the roof with that kid. Uh, he, oh, that's aggressive. Oh, really? Throw around really? the goat like that. Oh, the, not the goat this weekend. That's for damn sure. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I love Brock Purdy, man. I think people who keep doubting him are the same guys who doubted Tom when he came in the league. Like, he's in a great situation. Uh, couldn't ask for a better coach. Couldn't ask for a better fit. And I think, I think the Niners are my Super Bowl team, man. I love that squad. And uh, Nick, Bo- Nick Bosa is just insanely good. Defensive player of the year. Like 100%, no questions about it. Yeah, yeah, like you were saying, man. Uh, Sefran, I mean, when you look at the teams that have won in the past and you look at the C, like a majority, you got to have a good coach, a good team. I mean, my famous thing, offense wins games, defense wins championships, man. I mean, Purdy having an electric year, five games with 114 pass rating. I mean, you got you got Kittle, you got McCaffrey, Samuel back, Ayuk, who's established that, that wide receiver one when Samuel's hurt. Uh, they're they're my again, they're my Super Bowl team, and I think uh, they're going to give Dallas a run, and they're going to it's going to be tough, but uh, yeah, I think so. I love the Niners, man. But the other uh, the late game on the Saturday. Everyone knows about it. They uh, gave a they gave the Colts the pass because the Colts blew a thirty three nothing lead. No one's talking about that now because the Colts they suck. They're just a 
dumpster fire. But uh, what happened in L.A.? The Los Angeles Chargers go up 27-0 off of four first-half, inter- four first-quarter interceptions. Asante Samuel sitting there going one, two, three, four, waving goodbye to the crowd, and uh, the Chargers' season's over. Uh, Carso, I know you love Justin Herbert as your fantasy quarterback. One, uh, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen now in Los Angeles? Oof. Uh, well, like, yeah, Justin Herbert. He's uh, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, forever awesome Oregon Duck. But um, I don't know about you guys. What you think? Um, and I'll let Touch or whatever who wants to take care of this one. But Brandon Staley, man, when you're up twenty-seven nothing. You cannot take the foot off the gas. And when you do, teams like that, they're going to come back and you're going to be picked apart. Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks and then in the second half coming back with that momentum shift and, and winning that game, they're, uh, they're legit, man. And they're going to give the Chiefs a run. Mind you, I still think the Chiefs got stuff in the tank to beat them, but don't be surprised if uh, that's a one-score game. Couldn't agree more with that. Like, uh, Staley... Uh, he's stale now, boys. He's got to be kicked out. Like, he's, uh, he was this offensive guru. They hailed it. He was a go-for-it type of coach. And uh, I, I know, like, you got to say, give a coach some time. Like, he brought the Chargers to the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. But uh, they made it in the playoffs. They had a weak, weak schedule. Their last five weeks, I think they beat, like, the Falcons, the Colts, the Texans. They beat a whole bunch of shitters. And uh, the fact they um, and did what they it's did. It's got to be Some of the blame's got to be on Herbert, though. Like, if you're a top five QB in this league, you can't lose that. Twenty-seven, nothing. You just can't lose that, dude. I don't. He, I don't. Remember yeah, like Matty Ice. Twenty-eight to The other top five QBs in the league losing that game. No way. No shot. Yeah, like if Patrick Mahomes give it. Well, here's the thing: Patrick Mahomes twenty-one to three against Cincinnati. People forget, right? But that he had already won the Super Bowl and like Joe Burrow, it was his coming out game. But like I don't think Patrick Mahomes is blowing that lead. I don't think Josh Allen is blowing that lead. I, I, like Burrow's not blowing lead. Like, do, do you go and try to get Sean? Like, does Sean Payton change the like? They're they're a coach away, and you can see what how much of a difference a good coach makes. Like the Giants, man. That that team going into Minnesota on the road. A team that just last year people were saying were an absolute dumpster fire. And the ability for them to go in there and just really handle their business and touch. I know you wanted to mention this. What on earth is Kirk Cousins doing? Throwing a check down to Tyler Hawkinson or TJ Hawkinson. Well, Justin Jefferson, man. Yeah, that that's just play call um they they weren't prepared there they didn't look like they knew what they were doing it's it's fourth and eight and you're not even getting your pass like past the line of gain you're you're throwing a check down to your tight end when you got the best wide receiver in the league and that is the best play you can come out with like when the game's on the line there you got to be able to to make a play there and, and give your team some life but and like did they just forget what happened against buffalo Fourth and 18. Give it to freaking Jay Jetta, man. Even if he's triple covered, it's a better play. It's a better way for your season to end than being stuffed by uh, McKitty, the the linebacker from the Giants. Like, making him think he did something when you gave Hawkinson not a shot. 
But yeah, those Vikings, man, they remind me a lot of the Steelers team a couple years ago that won eleven and zero. Remember that squad? And then got into uh, play Cleveland in the playoffs, and we're down. I think what twenty eight nothing after the first quarter. Like they they were pretenders the entire way through. I I would had I we put money down on the Giants money line, and then uh, Giants by the spread because Vikings defense is terrible. They're absolutely atrocious. And they were eleven and zero in one score games. You can't win. Yeah. You can't win in the playoffs like that. You ju- you just can't. So, D- Danny Dimes had a great game there too, though. Like you got to give it to the Giants. They they played well, and I think they're honestly they they can give Philly a good run there in this next game. Like these, the Giants are legit. I think that game's going to be so much closer than people are talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, no, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, speaking of a good one, and speaking of a team that. uh might be they were the cream of the crop at the beginning of the year. They kind of tailed Super off. Super Bowl favorites. Super Bowl favorites. Buffalo squeaking by Miami with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Boys, do we think the Buffalo Bills are pretenders? Like, well, what are we thinking here? I I don't. I, I still think they're that good of a team. Um, you got to keep in mind what this team's going through, like, the last couple of weeks here. What's going on inside that locker room, like, just the fact that they get that win, they move on. You know, they got Demar coming back next week. They're going to be playing with with some reason. They're going to come out hard. Uh, I don't think you can sleep on them. They're they're that good for a reason. Like, they're, it's no surprise how they got here. But yeah, I, I think they're going to bounce back. They they should be all right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead, Chris. Yeah, man. Like uh, like you said, touch like. When we saw, I don't know who ever watched this game, but speaking for myself personally, when I watched that game and Demar went down like that, that that brings a shock to the uh, to the football community and even in the NFL. And um, I mean Buffalo, they they look good. I think that this do it for Demar is gonna is gonna spark some momentum in that room. And I mean Allen, I get I I get the two picks against Miami, um, but at the end of the day. I think that he's good enough to uh, to bring this team finally to a Super Bowl, and um, yeah, they're I think they're uh, they got some high potential this year. Yeah, home home field against the Bengals too. You know that's that's not an easy place to go in and and try to win a playoff game. Yeah, like here's the and only boys. I I just got a little chip in here. Something's oh, yeah. going very under the radar. Jordan's bet before all these NFL games happen. Oh, wow. Let me just just. Just breaking the news here. This is like breaking news on TV. <laughs> Mike Gesicki, over one and a half receptions in the match, hit. Skylar Thompson, one or more interceptions, somehow Mom. hit. <laughs> Boys, you can't do this in the playoffs, and this is why I don't have Josh Allen next week. Two or more interceptions. You can't have that in the playoff game as a top three quarterback in the league. He hit that. I don't know how. Zayden Howard over half of defensive interceptions. Jordan, I don't know what you're doing here, man. This makes no sense. Jalen Phillips, just to record a sack. And even though those Dolphins lost, he hit the spread at plus seven and a half. Jordan, where where is your time machine? Because there is no way you're not from future place in that bet. Hey, boys, ride with us on our picks of the week because I'm telling you, I'm turning plus 10,000 odds here. I had a feel, I had a feeling you got to ride with your gut sometimes. And, uh, 
Josh, like, folk, great point. You can't be winning playoff. You can't be winning playoff games against those high level contenders with uh, two interceptions in a game. And uh, I really think just to end on the Bills here, yeah. I think the Dolphins lost that game more than the Bills won it. If you know what I mean, like the Bills played, they played okay. Like they had their big plays down for there. sure. Like, Absolutely, it was definitely way closer. Yeah, like uh, Miami had a lead. Closer than it should have been. It was 27-24, strip sack, fumble, return for a touchdown. Like, I I, I don't know, man. Fourth and one, false start, false start after false start after false start. You got to use all three of your timeouts in the second half. Like, if Miami has better clock management, if they, if they have a more experienced quarterback in there, like if Teddy Bridgewater is playing that game, they they win, man. Like I really truly believe they win that game. And then if they have some butts for candies and nuts, then yeah, I, you know it, it wasn't it wasn't Buffalo's best game, but I'm I'm not worried about them bouncing back. I I think they're gonna be just okay here in the playoffs. Yeah, I yeah, mean, and like you, I mean, as a, as an NFL guy, I mean, you mean you see these guys just going by. I cannot be like my boy Brock Purdy and San Fran, but. A rookie quarterback, I mean, Miami did lose it for himself. That false start, that's just – that's on the quarterback and experience. But, um, you know, Otua, if he's – if when he's healthy, I mean, in that situation, who knows what happens? Who knows if it's closer or even if they win? But, again, um, Miami, I think, lost out on themselves, and uh, they, they definitely put Buffalo on a uh, – it was tough for them. So, we'll see what happens in the next round. Yeah, speaking of a team that lost it for themselves and had all the momentum, the Baltimore Ravens, man, like, oh, I, I got to rip Greg Roman a new one here, the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. The play call on four, or third and goal on your two, where, like, the Bengals are playing a pinch 60 blitz style, and you know they're, they're, you know they're playing for the run up the gut. How you don't bounce it out with J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, or I don't care, but how you call a quarterback sneak from about really almost three yards away from where the line of scrimmage was, like, good on you. You, you deserve to lose, in my opinion. And that team, uh, that team's falling apart at the seams after those J.K. Dobbin comments. Like, oh, you can't be saying that. Yeah. Yeah, he goes, tired of not getting the ball, tired of being held back. Says Huntley should have never been in that position on the sneak, and then added on top of that, if we had Lamar, we would have won too. How are you? Like you win and lose as a team, boys. Like whoa. Like as a, if I'm in that locker room and I'm sitting there across, yeah. like if I'm Tyler Huntley, like you gotta think you went into a situation you really didn't, you really didn't want to be in, and like well, like you want to start a playoff game, but you didn't think you're going to be starting that game. And uh, you fall, like, your team falls no. hard on you. You start going against the grain and being like, oh, if we had our starter in, we win. You can't be pointing fingers like that. You, you don't see Tyree Kale going into a post-game interview saying if we if we had 2-0, we win that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, like, uh, again, like, at the same token – like you guys are saying, you win as a team, lose the team. Uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't think an athlete should say that at that point, especially when you know you've got that kind of quarterback who hasn't played a lot that year. But hey, man, you put it close. Now the the play at the two yard line, I just I don't understand 
the rationale behind that. Um, again, I don't think a quarterback sneak at the two over top when you got Bengals pension and the center position. I don't think that's the play. But hey, uh, what's your what's your guys' opinion on that one? Sam Hubbard, Cincinnati boy, going out there and uh, getting a ninety-eight yard fumble return. Like, how about that? What a day for the kid! Like, what a, what an absolute <laughs> time to be alive if you're Sam Hubbard. But I I don't know, man. Like the Ravens, John Harbaugh. I think he's well past his expiration there, and I think uh, I think the Ravens are in for a tough off season because Lamar he's he's done. Like he's not a Baltimore Raven going forward here. And I got a feeling that gang green in New York there, the Jets are going to sell the farm. <laughs> I'm getting themselves Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. that that team's going to be a dumpster fire if Lamar walks. Um, like, you can already tell. The offense this year, without Lamar, there's not a lot there. Like, Mark Andrews is his best target. And other than that, he's got nothing. Yeah, I think the stat was they were averaging 25-ish points per game, which was 12th in the NFL with Lamar at quarterback. And when Lamar went down, they started averaging 13 points a game, which was 30th. Like, how much How much more do you want? Like, that team is uh, – yeah. the team's pretty well cooked. And uh, best of luck to Baltimore moving forward here. But moving on to another team that is uh, very cooked, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whole oh, buddy. That team was terrible. Like, yeah. the only reason everyone gave him a shot was because of Tom, right? Like, Brady's the only reason people thought the Bucks were going to choke that. I I've never been one to doubt the goat. I think it's fair to say his his time is is getting close to being done there, boys. Like, yeah, like I I don't think Tommy boys. I don't think if he even comes back next year, I don't think he's with Tampa. I just I, – I don't see it. I mean, yeah. Vegas is rumored to be up there. A lot of people are talking about Brady going to Vegas, reuniting with Josh McDaniels. You give him Devontae Adams. You give him Josh Jacobs. You give him a good team like that. I mean, he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and playoff Lenny. But uh, I, I don't know, boys. I, I really don't know. What... He had some weapons there in Tampa. He did. Oh, yeah. He had uh... – well, I mean, one of his biggest weapons, Mike Evans, drops is sure to be touchdown. Like, and I know Carso, you're uh, yeah, right in that one because he got Bucks plus ten and a half, and if he catches that, I would have covered. Like a uh, fortune. Man, listen, going back, going back to that one. Uh, here's my here's my thing with with wide receivers. You get paid all this money to go out there, and your job is to catch the ball. That's given to you. Now, I get quarterbacks have bad throws sometimes, but Evans, when you're in a game like that and you're running and you burn the guy, and I mean you burnt him off the line, and the ball's in your hands and you make that much money, you cannot be dropping that ball. Even if you think the game's out of, line, out of reach, you, I just – that's awful. And uh, going back to Tom, I mean, who knows with him? Uh, again, when he he's won – He's won all these Super Bowls, MVPs. Um, I mean, I think it's time. I think it's time to pack it in. Unfortunately, seeing a, a generational player like him leave, just like my guy Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think that their time is come. Unfortunately, um, we'll have to wait and see in the off season. But uh, yeah, boys, just like what feed off what Carson said, 
Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the NFL, and that guy's only 25. So the NFL, as much as we'll miss them, won't really miss Brady and Rodgers, I don't think. Yeah. Because you have some up-and-coming studs. It's a young quarterback league now. Like it's uh, like you said, like Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs right now. Trevor Lawrence doing what he's doing down in yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, the boys are cooking. And uh, just to really quickly before we get into our divisional round picks here, I want to read you a quote Aaron Rodgers said, Carso, that was released about two hours ago. He goes, there's no point in yeah. talking if you don't think you can win it all. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Is that in Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Have we seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers? Hey, is, is he gone? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him do some spectacular things. Um, again, beating your team in the Super Bowl. Hate to say it, beat the Steelers. Um, low blow. But unfortunately, as much as it. Pains me to say this. I think that uh, I think Rodgers is done in the uh, in a Green Bay uniform, um, and I guess we'll have to uh, wait and see where he goes. But you know, Jordan Love. Hopefully, hopefully, oh. Rodgers gave him some uh, inspiring words, and he can uh, he can change the Green Bay organization to a winning team. But uh, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, a team that doesn't lose into the Lions in Week 17 to make the playoffs. Maybe uh, maybe Jordan Love. Roll the Lions. <laughs> Roll lot, dude. Jared Goff. Like side note. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. So, oh, what a quarterback. What a guy. Okay. I just I want to throw this out here now. Just uh, a little early hot take for next season. Detroit Lions are a playoff team, and you can quote that. I want to go off that. Hundred percent. And I'm going to be even harder with it. The Detroit Lions win the NFC North. Honestly, like that division is atrocious. You got Chicago, who's got the first overall pick. You got Green oh, Bay. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. I'm telling you, boys. I'm telling you. I guarantee. I don't want to guarantee it, but I'm almost guaranteeing it. Wow. So this is a big, you know, cut of shit of what up. But I, I, beginning of the year, I was placing bets, and I had one, and it was exact order NFC North. I had Minnesota, Detroit. Green Bay, Chicago. Should have placed it. Oh, Should have placed it. The shoulda, coulda, woulda bets are the worst, man. But I love the, I the love, worst. Love that Detroit team, man. I really like what they got going there. Dan Campbell. Man, at the end of the year, did did they ever had an easy schedule on the way in, but did they ever show it that, that they are legit? You know? Oh, yeah. That, uh, that's a great squad, man. I, I, I love that Detroit team. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here in the uh, future. But moving off uh, the Lions and talking sure. about teams that are still in the playoffs, let's make our divisional round picks here quick. So I'll start it off. We'll go around the room here quick. Carso, who do you got? So um, a lot of uh, a lot of good teams. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great divisional round. Um, but my, my picks, I think I'm going to go Chiefs over Jags, uh, Philly over the Giants, uh, San Fran and Barack Purdy taking them to the championship game and a nice little, don't know why that's the Alonzo like that, but 
I'm going to take a nice little upset here. I'm going to go Bengals over Bills. Okay. I like it. I like it. Touch, what are we thinking, bud? Yeah. Um, as much as I like how, how Jacksonville played in the second half of that last game, I don't think they're going to be taking down Casey. Casey's too good. Um, I got the Chiefs in that one. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with the Eagles over the Giants. Um, uh, San Francisco, they're going to keep rolling, I think. I don't think Dallas is, is going to have a chance in that one. Roll Niners. And to cap it off, uh, Bill's Mafia is going to keep rolling. And we're going to see another AFC championship with Mahomes and Allen slinging it. Charlie, what do we think? We disagree, we agree. Who are we going with? I got KC in a one-score game. Yep. Big upset here. I got Giants against Philly. Love it. I love that pick. And I got San Fran. They're just going to roll Dallas by, like, three touchdowns. And then Cincinnati. Damn. uh, That's some hot takes there, Charles. Some hot takes. Who are we thinking? I mean, you can't you can't go away from Mahomes in that matchup. Playoffs. This is Lawrence's first uh, playoff appearance, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Casey, nice and comfortable there. I'm gonna hop on Charlie's little wagon there with the Giants and the Phillies. I I don't know. For me, Jalen Hurts was not. Even though people think he was the best piece of that team during the regular season, he was not. Let's just all be really honest there. Jordan informed me on that during the year. I got 2019 Burrow coming back, and he's going to demolish those bills. That's just me. 2019 Burrow's coming back. He's going to beat that three-interception Josh Allen from last week. And then I got um, San Fran easy against the Cowboys, big pretenders in the Cowboys. So I got San Fran. Love it. I'll just uh, finish it up here. I think the obvious pick is Kansas City. I think everybody's going to go Kansas City. And uh, that's why I'm picking Jacksonville. Uh, I'm picking the Jags simply because I I think momentum matters. And I think Kansas sitting at home for the last little bit is a little bit detrimental to them. I think the Chiefs' defense is uh, atrocious. Their secondary is one of the worst in the league. And if Trevor Lawrence can... um, if Trevor Lawrence can kind of mitigate the risks and uh, not have four turnovers in a quarter, I love the Jags in that spot. I'm going uh, Philly over the Giants, although I think that's going to be a very, very close game, a lot closer than people are thinking. Uh, I take San Fran over Dallas in an absolute blowout. I think that's going to be a, probably a three-score game. And finally, last but not least, I'm taking your Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Buffalo Bills in Highmark Stadium. All right, uh, switching gears here, boys, to the NHL trade deadline. Uh, I know it's still a while away here, not till March 21st, but there is some big names on the board here. A couple big ones, just to note quick. Uh, Bo Horvat in Vancouver, uh, the way they've been going, they're they're definitely going to be trying to move him. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is a big name that's been moving around. 
Uh, obviously, Kane and Taves, both in Chicago there, going through a rebuild. And then a couple other ones here, uh, John Klingberg in Anaheim and Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis. Uh, if there's any thoughts on that, boys, if anybody's got anything to throw in there. Oh, well. Yeah, I say, I, I say we kick it off with Bo Horvat here. Um, yeah. This guy is about to pass his career high in goals in one season. He's, and he's having a year. Break. Yeah. Let's put that in perspective. For teams uh, looking to go into the playoffs, I, I like the Edmonton Oilers. Their depth scoring has been brutal in the past. I don't know, ever since they've had McDavid and Dreisaitl, Pujarvi's yet to wake up on the second line. So I like I like them. I like him on Edmonton. And also, I like him on Colorado. Lost Nazem Kadri in the offseason. They've been hurt. They're just looking on the outside in when it comes to standings for the playoffs. So I like him there as well. And then other team, I like Winnipeg. If they're going to go deep in the playoffs, they got to have some goal-scoring touch. They're nice, flowing, even throw one line through one line one through four. They have some really good depth scoring, but I think they can add to that. Not so many flashy players on the Kyle Connor, so I think he can uh, be a great addition to that team as well. Yeah, uh, just going into that, um, I don't see it happening with Edmonton just because of cap space, but yeah. Uh, obviously, Winnipeg, they have some room. I believe they've had, they've got 3.5. Uh, Horvat has a 5.5 AAV. Um, so either, you know, if Vancouver retains a little bit of that, uh, that could definitely could be something. And then Colorado, they have 5.5 in long-term IR cap, but that's Landis Cog. So it, I believe it, it'll depend when he comes back. They might be able to pull a Tampa Bay Lightning there. I'm not exactly sure what his timeline is, but yeah, um, I definitely think he's not going to finish the year in Vancouver, uh, just the way they're headed. Oh yeah. Like Horvat's um, gone 100%. But, uh, we all know, uh, we all know who he's yeah. going to. The Bruins always seem to get the big fish. They always go out. They got Lindholm last the year. The Bruins always. They got Taylor Hall the year before that. It's the last run with Bergey, Marshy, Krejci. It's the last run with that core. Why not throw Bo Horvat behind Bo or uh, Brad or Brad Marchand, Bergey? It's 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 disgusting. As a Leaf fan, it makes me want to puke and vomit in my mouth. But uh, unfortunately, I think Bo Horvat is going to be a Boston Bruin. I, I think if he goes to the Bruins, I think we just hand on the Stanley Cup right here today. Like it's, I think I, I don't think that team can get any better than they already are. If they found a way to add him without losing too big of a piece, they are going to be scary. Well, you know, uh, um, as many of uh, you guys probably already know, um, the Bruins are one of my teams that. Uh, I've cheered for for my life. Um, rumors do say that Horvat is protected to go there. Uh, if that happens, great. Um, you know, if not, you're still laughing though. Like the Bruins are in perfect shape right now. Yeah, like this year, everyone's clicking. Um, got Krejci back, which is a huge, enormous help. And then, I mean, let's not let's not sleep on Allmark. I mean. Uh, Allmark this year is has been goalie number one, and Swayman last year was number one. But 
if Swayman gets back to where he was last year and they have those two guys both clicking at that rate, that is a deadly one too. Oh yeah. Like all marks your Vesna. All marks winning the Vesna. And Swayman is a number one yeah. at least twenty teams in the show right now. Like that, No, no, I don't think so. No. Uh, moving on there, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, he's got his contract runs through twenty four twenty five at four point six. Uh, good young D man. Uh, hard to come by these days. Obviously, a huge, huge spot for him is Toronto. You've all heard that. They oh, yeah. kind of lack on the back end here and there, but. I mean, uh, what do you I guys think, got on that one? I I don't think Toronto's going out to look for a offensive flashy. The they need some lockdown defenders. These guys That's in the playoffs right. are brutal. Not to, I mean, Campbell last year you could throw most of the blame on him, but their defense was was awful. One team, I'm gonna just do one thing. I oh, think wow. this guy with how many wow. picks, with how many picks. Ottawa just has sitting there, and 4.6 is a very, very, very cheap. Yeah, cap that's it. When it comes a to good Chikrin. seller that they've gone for him. Jordan, you rub it into me every class how brutal my defense is, and I'm well aware of that, and that would be huge. You need a guy to play with Thomas Shabbat. You have Artem Zub, who is, I believe, still on long term IR. We love Zubon. You need a guy to play with him. We have literally no one back there. Yeah, like, I mean, Arizona, I, I, I love how Jordan agrees with me on this one because he usually doesn't. I, I agree with you 100%. I think, I honestly think if Chitron is going to get moved, it's between Ottawa and LA. Because LA has just been rumored to get him for the longest time, and there's always some truth to those rumors. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, Arizona is a franchise. LA is a scary, scary team right now, man. And they. They just need a couple stops. That's all they need. But, yeah, like, I mean, like, if you're Arizona, you're a franchise in the NHL, you got to keep someone, no? Like, you got to have someone to market to your That's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm Arizona in their situation. That team is – Pretty much rock bottom, right? They're heading into a rebuild. I know he hasn't lived up to being a, a mid first round pick, kind of where he went, uh, with the production he's put up recently, but he's been in the league six or seven years. I, I don't think that's long enough for a D man, especially to be able just to write him off and move him. Like if you're looking at a rebuild, you got to have some good young D man on that back end to build around. And I think he's one that, that you can really build a team around and, and once you put some some weapons around them the numbers are going to come um if you guys got anything else to add on checker and have at it but i mean the asking yeah, i think dude be like two first round picks a good prospect and a roster player and like the yeah. only team i can see willing to give that would be ottawa but even then like arizona they just I sit here and I think that like Arizona just can't be trading absolutely everybody. Like at one, at some point you gotta build. Like you can't just keep tearing it down, tearing it down, tearing it down. I, I say, 
I say you throw in, if you're going to make that trade with Ottawa, I say you throw in a guy like Bernard Docker, yep. who could get a lot of playing time. I know he's getting a lot of playing time in Ottawa, but he'll get a lot more in Arizona. A nice young defenseman, absolute stud. I think that would be a great fit. Him and a, and a first, maybe even two firsts, depending on how Chicken does in these next couple of games. Yeah, the deadline. So uh, apparently here, got the asking price on Chikrin is two firsts plus a prospect is, is what they're looking to get out of that. Yeah. Steep ask. Yeah. Steep, steep ask, man. And like Ottawa, like bless their hearts, man. But like that team is not that, – like you got a lottery to protect those top picks, man, because that could turn into a Matt Duchesne trade all over again. And, folk, I know how much you love that trade, giving up uh, – Bowen Byram and basically letting Colorado rebuild into a Stanley Cup championship team in a year. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a tough bounce. That's, a, that's <laughs> really tough. tough yeah, and then the uh, uh, situation in Chicago there. This one's a little weird. Uh, we got Kane and Taves both carrying 10.5. Uh, the last years of their deals. I know Taze did state in the offseason that he wasn't looking to really move. Um, I know Kane's a little different. He uh, probably wouldn't hate to go to a contender, but, you know, 10.5 is a big contract to try to move around right now, and I just don't know if there's anybody that's going to be able to, to pick that up, even if Chicago does retain salary. Yeah, like, uh, I don't yeah. think Jonathan Taze is ever going to wear a jersey that isn't the Chicago Blackhawks. It's just my opinion on it. I agree. It. But, uh, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane's going to be a New York Ranger. And, uh, like, you're going to have to retain half that salary. And, uh, Capo Caco is going to become a Chicago Blackhawk here, boys. I really think he needs a fresh, he needs a, he needs a new start. Him or Lafreniere, man, I just don't know if you're going to be willing to give up Lafreniere just based on the hype that was around him coming out of junior. People are calling him the next Crosby, so he's obviously not that. But yeah. Chicago's in the driver's seat here for demanding what they want from him. Like, they, they, can, they can ask the sun and the moon because they don't need to move him. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to touch on Kane's situation. I honestly believe I was uh, reading up on this the other day. I honestly think in the best interest of Chicago, this is straight from Elliot Friedman's playbook. I say there's an underlying injury that Kane is dealing with right now, not known around the league. Wow. I say you, I say you shut him down. I say you shut him down, put him on a long-term IR. Chicago is not doing anything special this year. Hank for Bedard, even if you don't get him, big freaking deal. And then you can deal with this situation when Kane is healthy again next year. Honestly, to a one-year extension. But yeah, if if you can find a yeah. way to get him, get him for a one-year deal at a, at a pretty decent price, kind of just in like yeah. a sign and swap kind of sense, where you're going to move him because I I believe he is a UFA at the end of the year. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, I could also back to the Rangers. I could see that happening for sure. Uh, um, you mentioned Kako. I think that's like that's that's a lot to give up. You know both. Uh, both those guys are definitely definitely some pieces that could be put in uh, for Kane if, if the Rangers are really looking to go deep and, and try to win now. Yeah, like I think if I'm some Kyle, experience, like, like if I'm Kyle Davidson, spat alum, don't you know? But like if I'm Kyle Davidson, I'm asking um I'm asking for Capo Caco, 
I'm asking for two first round picks and I'm asking for another prospect. That's Patrick Kane, man. I, that- see, the thing is, is it, as much as Patrick that's Kane heavy. is Patrick Kane, that's heavy. I, the Rangers aren't giving that up. They don't need Patrick Kane that bad. I don't think the value's there as of right now. Like you said, possibly an underlying injury. He is getting up there in age. And at the end of the year, they have, they have no promises that they're going to be able to keep him around. So to give up, I get the win now and, and get some experience, but that's deep to be, to be getting a guy like that. Yeah. And then if I'm sitting here with Kyle Davidson, like, okay, if you don't want it, don't take it then. Cause you're in no position to move him. He's your, he's your franchise star. Like you think yeah. Chicago Blackhawks, you think Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane. And I'm not going to sit and I'm not going to sit here and settle for. Oh, one for one, Cabo Cackle for Patrick Kane. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. I'm gonna, he's gonna get run out of town. So, I mean, it, does Kane move? If a team is desperate enough, I think he does. But, uh, I don't even know if he's the best winger on There's the- a lot that needs to happen for it. Um, I say, I say we let our viewers answer that yeah. one. We'll, yeah, throw, we'll, we'll, we'll throw, throw that one up on that. Yeah, let's see, uh, we'll see who's the most likely here, so. Yeah. Um, moving on here. Next guy on, on touches trade board, if you want to call it so. Uh, John Klingberg with the Ducks. This is an interesting one. Um, obviously a D man. There's a lot of, a lot of people looking at defense heading into playoffs. Uh, but it sounds like Anaheim's asking something pretty steep for him. Looking for, for a first round pick. What's your guys' takes on that? John Klingberg, in my opinion, is one of the most overrated defensemen of the last 10 years. <laughs> and here's what I'm going to say. I saw that one coming. You got a guy in John Klingberg who put up all the points in Dallas on the back end because there was nobody else. Until Miro Heiskanen came on the scene, like Essel and Dell was there, but he, he wasn't really that guy. John Klingberg, I know it's on Anaheim, and the Ducks are literally basically an ECHL team this year. But yes. John Klingberg is not worth a second round pick in my books. Uh, like, like if the not, Leafs, they're asking for a first, no, like I don't even think he's worth a second. If the Leafs go out and their minor, their big move at the deadline is to acquire John Klingberg, I, I, I'm flipping my mind. Like I, I'm, I'm losing it. Would that, that would that not be would that not be the most Toronto Maple Leaf move of all time though to pick up a John Klingberg type player? Oh yeah, the like only that, that's just perfect for the Leafs. They love doing that kind of stuff. The only thing that would make it more Kyle Dubas is if he played in the suit, and I'm shocked he didn't play in the suit because they they love themselves that offensive. Defense. Yeah, no, you yeah, that's that's the only. If he played in the suit, he'd already be there. A hundred percent, he would be. But yeah, like looking back, like, he's he's a fifth round pick. His career high was 67 points four years ago. And in his last four seasons, he hasn't had a positive plus minus. Yeah. Like, like, and you, you know who was a guy who put up a lot of points after a change of scenery and got himself a massive deal because the team who he was playing with smartly uh, thought to not sign him? Justin Schultz was a guy Pittsburgh picked up. He put up 60 points one year. Schultz is not that type of player. They let him go to, I think he signed out like a four-year deal out in Washington. And he was never the same guy. Like he's doing okay this year in Seattle. But John Klingberg is not a guy who's going to move the needle. You're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, in my opinion, there. 
And a team is going to go out here and overpay like crazy for him when he shouldn't. He's he's not that guy. He, the deal wasn't there for him in free agency. That's why he went to Anaheim. He signs a one-year, $7 million deal because no GM in the right mind is going to invest in a player who can't play both ends of the ice and is demanding that much ice time and that much money. I I, I can't say enough I just, about I, Tom Klingberg. I think the Ducks messed up on that one, giving him seven mil. Like, unless they, for some reason, had this picture in their head that they might have been the playoff team this year or something, but signing a guy like that to a seven million dollar deal, like you're not going to be able to move him. You're going to be stuck with him all year. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't this see him age, going anywhere. But in this day and age, when you put up sixty-seven points as a defenseman, and you're on your last year of your contract. It, everyone saw it coming, and if you're going to try and make a deal this in this time of year, you're going to have to at least eat 3.5 of that seven, at least, if you want to. Yeah, you got to retain the full Teams 50. like Toronto will not be able to afford that type of guy. Yeah. I'm just saying, because they're too, uh, too loaded with the um, with Marner and Matthews up front. And here's All the- right, I think. Or just oh, go ahead, quickly, one last thing about Klingberg, because I'm on an anti-Klingberg rant right now. But here's the thing that I think Anaheim thought when they signed this guy. Anaheim, I think, thought we're going to be a decent team. They were they were bad last year, but they had some pieces. They had Zegers. They had they showed uh, some signs with the young guys. Yeah, they showed promise. So if you're sitting there as a GM of the Anaheim Ducks and you're like, we can get John Klingberg seven million for one year, why not take it? Like, take it, take a risk. But they're not going to be able to move him for what they think they can move him for. And he's – they're going to have to eat salary and get a less of a player, man. Like, they're not going to get – they're not yeah, going to get a first-round pick for him. They're not getting a first one. No, also, sure. you got you to take into account that that minus 24 is very misleading because – John Gibson has taken a dump in the crease this year. <laughs> he has been brutal. No, so the plus minus this year could be misleading, but it's been like four or five years in a row where he hasn't been positive, and, and he's been playing on a pretty good Dallas team, like a, a cup final Dallas team, and he's not yeah. staying positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Jake Ottinger um, with that Dallas team, yeah. Yeah. What a guy. One of the sickest young boys in the league backing me up in Otter, but. Uh, moving on here, Ryan O'Reilly. I think this is a big target here. Uh, captain of a cup-winning team, good leader. I don't think there's a cup contender out there that wouldn't want to add this guy here. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is Mr. Intangible, no? He's uh, he's your yeah. two-way center. He's already won it. He won a con Smythe. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Ryan O'Reilly this year is uh, really everything. I, I, the guy is not putting up any points. He's, uh, St. Louis is struggling to find it though. St. Louis hasn't found it. Like they, no, (laughs) like they'll go on nine game win streaks and then they'll follow it up with an 11 game losing streak. But I mean, someone like, I think this trade deadline, especially someone's going to overpay for them and someone's going to get them. Uh, I can see a team like Vegas going out and getting a guy like Ron O'Reilly. Mark Stone just got placed on LTIR because of another back injury. Vegas loves. Oh, just. Oh, go ahead, Touch. Just to throw out there, uh, Ryan O'Reilly is on the IR right now for what looks like another four weeks or so, but he will be yeah. back before the deadline, so that, that'll give some time for him to, to get back in the action before a possible trade. I don't see anything happening while he's on IR, but uh, 
definitely something to look out for in, in a month or so. Yeah, I see him becoming a Golden Knight. Like, I, I really do see that. I don't know if you boys – like, I can't really think of another team that would go out and try to get him. Like, who else is in – like, Seattle? Um, Jordan, I don't know. I think you got to look, look, look right at your home team. I, I like Toronto a lot. I do uh, like that too. Toronto, they Toronto's need, they need some defense up in that top six. They have some offensive studs that will provide that lack of offense that he's producing. O'Reilly, all you want him to do in the playoffs is to provide a hard four check and cycle that puck down. And I don't we, know we all know the problem in the playoffs the last few years. It comes down to being able to play that playoff style hockey where it's it's quicker, it's higher pace, it's checking, it's physicality, it's the rough stuff that they've been lacking. Like he's exactly what you need. Can play both sides of the ice. He's physical. He can stick up for a guy. He, I think, I think it's a great fit, Toronto too, folk. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think I don't think Simmons is going to do all that for you. Oh no! For me, Simmons, I don't know. He, he can only he, he can only do so much on the ice. Well, yeah. I never thought I'd agree with you twice in the, like a ten minute span, but here we are. I no <laughs> kidding, eh? I'm on fire. You're on a bit of a hit right now. Like I, I like the fit. I do like the fit in Toronto. I, I overlooked that honestly, but uh, I just don't know how you make the cap work. I mean, you got to retain. You might have to throw a couple guys. Yeah. But um, I, I like that. I really, really like that. Although, uh, does that is that the, is that the need? Do we not need a defenseman? Has it not been six years of us praying to Kyle Dubas? Yeah, that, that's yeah. Flipping defenseman. If I, I uh, mean, you got you have to look at it. I know people are gonna say, "Oh, defense in the playoffs would suck," but look at that time when they were without Morgan Riley in that early part of the year. Yeah. You had Giordano on his knees, all game blocking shots. That guy played, played his heart and soul. And oh. to be honest, I think a guy like Giordano could lead that team. And Jordan, you got to think, like, even if even if Toronto's need at, at the deadline does end up being defense, like we just discussed, you know, like, the two best on the market are Klingberg and Chickren. Chickren an offensive defenseman, not really what you're looking for in terms of a stay-at-home shutdown guy. And then Klingberg, that just, like you said, playoffs. Sweet. So uh, looking at the East here, uh, the Atlantic, Boston, Toronto, Tampa, the Metro, Carolina, New Jersey, New York Rangers with the Caps and Pens in wildcard spots. Cool. Boys, do we think that sticks? Who do we think's moving? Who's going up? Who's going down? Uh, what do we kind of think here at the end of the year in the East? Oh, I'll kick off here. I'll kick off here quick. I'll make this quick and easy for you. Uh, your Atlantic Beautiful. is Boston, Toronto, Tampa. That's never going to change. Um, I think we can agree on that. Metro, Carolina, there are your locks at one. I think New Jersey is going to keep it close, yeah. but I can see New Jersey getting in that second spot. The Rangers are the best team out of uh, themselves, Washington and Pittsburgh. Uh, yes. Washington, I like in that first wild card spot. And as a guy who's a big Pens fan and have been since I was two years old, it absolutely shatters my heart to say this. But the Pittsburgh Penguins are one of the worst teams in the league in the last couple little bit here. 
Uh, their power play sucks. Their penalty kill sucks. Their goaltending sucks. Their scoring sucks. Their defense sucks. Their mascot sucks. The, the ride to the arena sucks. Everything about the Pittsburgh Penguins right now is telling me that they are going to absolutely tank here. Uh, Chris, the defense injured the holy hell in back. We're without Latang. We're without Pedersen. We're without Petrie. We're without – at this point, Folk is going to end up playing defense for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh's done. I mean, that. yeah. And uh, a team I, like, I think might run here, Buffalo. Buffalo is my pick in the second one. I love it. I love it. Yeah, to, to add on to that, George, I have my team has the Florida Panthers. They have they finally have a full season with Aaron Eckblad. I don't know. That's just that's my hot take. That's my hot take is for Florida being in that second wild card spot. I, I really like all right, that. All right. Cars, you got anything to add on the East there? Well, um, like I said, Bruins leaves Tampa. Uh, can't really go wrong. There. That's that's a solid. Yeah. That's a solid three. Interchangeable uh, between Tampa and, and the Leafs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those those three will. Well, sorry, not Boston, but Toronto and Tampa will flip flop for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Carolina, Jersey Rangers. I mean, can't really go wrong. Uh, Rangers, if they get Kane, watch them make a good little push, even though they're already there. Uh, wild card. I mean, uh, like Ben said, Florida. I love to see Buffalo make a run, especially with uh, the hot rookie Tage Thompson. Can't go wrong with him. Yep. Winnipeg, Dallas, and Minnesota. Team to sleep on. I mean, can't really say that team to sleep on, but team to watch out for in the run is Dallas. They are oh, finally yeah. here to uh, to make just, it work. Uh, just, just to stick with the East there, quick boys. Uh, nobody brought up the New York Islanders. I don't like yeah. that. They're tied I, I like it a lot. Right now. Uh, they have yeah. good goaltending. I, I, they're a good team. I could see Florida getting in there. They've looked shaky to start out the year, but I think if they find their groove, they're honestly still pretty much. Obviously, they, they've moved Huberto and, and brought in Kachuk, but I don't see a huge difference in that team from last year when. They, they won the President's Trophy, no? Yeah, they did. Yep. yep. Yeah. So there, there's definitely the ability there for that team to, to make a run in the second half. Uh, personally, I agree with, with Jordo. I think Pittsburgh's out. Oh. Uh, I'd love to see Washington hold in that spot. Yeah, I think Washington holds um, But, yeah, I'd say, I'd say the Islanders are definitely one to watch for, and yeah, um, as much as I would love to see Buffalo get that spot, if we're talking about Buffalo getting that spot, um, that is just very, putting that out there. Not, I will not even tell you that just <laughs> by pick because that that could work out. I like that a lot. No, no. If I'm being if I'm being serious here, it's, it's not the wings here as much as I would love to see it. But yeah, buddy, two yeah. of your best players in the world, you guys, are the minors. I think we could run a full pod just discussing Steve Eiserman and, and what he's doing over there right now, but we'll Absolutely. save that for another time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. So, so heading back to the West there, boys. Back to the West. You got Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota in the Central, Vegas, Seattle, Los Angeles in the Pacific. Edmonton and Calgary in the wild card. Uh, uh, I'll go first here quick while I'm on it. 
Uh, I like the Central, Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, obviously, uh, sorry, boys. Colorado, Pacific Central. That's horrible Pacific. that I'm asking. Central, Central. Pacific, okay, beautiful. Holy hey, geography, boys, come on. <laughs> I was doubting it there. Bad, bad geography on the boys. Cool. Um, Colorado is going to get a spot. Colorado is going to be in the top three in the Central. They're they're not a wild card team. Once they get healthy and start cooking, they're going to be locking down a spot in the Central. Uh, I could probably see Minnesota being the one to fall out of that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Winnipeg's playing good. Love the way Dallas has looked this year. Uh, I don't see the Pacific changing with Vegas, Seattle, LA. Like those are three teams that are playing good hockey right now. Um, and then yeah, wild card Edmonton, Calgary. Honestly, I, I like those two teams in a wild card spot too. I don't think Edmonton misses the playoffs. If they do, ooh, what a mess in oiler land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like if, I think honestly, if you look at those three teams, that are south of Edmonton and Calgary. If you look at Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville, I honestly think they can give those two Canadian teams a run for their money. That's I, just I think, me. I think Colorado is the only one out of those two that, that really has a run out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like Nashville. Just with UC Soros between the pipes. Their offensive yeah. production this year has not been there. They're 28th in, uh, on their power play and 27th in goals per game. So, but their defense and their goaltending, I don't know. If you're able to get them through the playoffs, I think a guy like Easton Charles could, if they get to the yeah. playoffs, could take them a long way. But, uh, the only reason I am counting out St. Louis right now is just with all the rumors surrounding both O'Reilly and Tarasenko at the deadline, like, that team could go two ways. They could either, you know, get a guy and go for it, or they could drop those two guys and kind of clean it out. So they'll yeah, be interesting to well, see what they do. Yeah. But. Barrington's run hot and cold. And I mean, it's right now at the near in the All Star break, his save percentage is still below 900. So I think a guy like him has, if they have any chance of making that last wild card spot, he's got to step up his game going into the final stretch. Yeah, like I, I, I agree with you, Touch. I think the Central is pretty well locked. I think Colorado uh, bumps out Minnesota there. Pacific, uh, don't be surprised if Seattle takes that, the way they're playing. Vegas slides down to two. LA Love it. Below Love three. it. Uh, the wild card, uh, Calgary, give me the first wild card spot. Uh, I said at the beginning of the year, uh, I, Calgary's winning the Stanley Cup. That might be a hot take here, but they're, they're going to find it. I, I love that team. I love Off the top they, rope. I, I love what they got there, and I think, uh, I think they might just be a second-half sort of squad here. Uh, Edmonton, goodbye. I, I don't think Edmonton makes that. I think they're absolutely atrocious defensively. Uh, the depth scoring isn't there. And you're about to pull a uh, massive, massive collapse, almost LA Chargers level, when you miss the playoffs with uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle playing the way they are. Give me the Nashville Predators, folk. That is three in a row we've agreed on because I love that take. What a take by you, buddy. What a pod today for I you. love it. Not for Yeah, you. I'm on fire today. One time. Couple clicks, couple clicks. Uh, just kind of wrapping it up on the NHL discussion there, getting close to the end of our first episode here. Uh, just want to finish it off with a little segment we're going to do on Snap It Around. Uh, we call this one the Lock of the Week. Jordan, you're up. What, what's the lock this week? What do you got cooking? 
and uh, are you putting the farm on it? Well, as the uh, betting savant on the show, you know, hitting plus 10,000 six-leg parlays, I got to come out strong here with my first lock of the week, right? Like, I got to set the tone. I'm taking, and I mentioned it already. I, I mentioned it in the beginning. I like the Jaguars to beat the Chiefs. My lock of the week, that oh. I'm the mortgage on, I'm taking Jaguars plus <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Really quickly, I'll get into it. It's playoff football. If you're giving me a spread of more than a touchdown, I'm taking it. Like, like, like let's be honest here. The Miami spread was plus 13. Yeah. Hammered that shit. Are you kidding me? 13 and a half in a playoff game when Miami had those pieces on defense? All day. I think Jacksonville has a lot of 2021 Cincinnati in them, and I think they're going to upset the Chiefs. I would not be surprised if the Jags win this game outright. I'm taking Jags plus eight and a half, boys. All right. I, I don't hate it. See, I, I don't think the Jags are going to win the game, but I do agree with you in the sense that in playoff football, anything more than a touchdown on a spread is, is you've got to be all over it. Like it's, it's free money. There's we'll no way they're going to get blown out. They're going to keep it close. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Folk, what do you got for us? Jordan, you're, you're really going to hate me on this one, but Thursday night hockey is must watch hockey because I have the Jets taken on and beating the Toronto Maple Leafs on, on Thursday night. Now, now you got it. You got to bear with me here. In the last four on the road, Winnipeg is three and one. They beat Detroit or actually no, they lost to Detroit. Lost to Detroit. Bad. Yeah. Lost to Detroit. So, Overall, their, their road record's 12, eight, 12, eight and one. Okay. 12, eight and run. You have a hot goaltender in Jacob March. I mean, in, uh, nope. Wrong team. Hellebuck. Whoa. You got Hellebuck. You going to Winnipeg, folk. That, that's just me. I, I, I really like, if we're, if you're going to go with the Jaguars against the Chiefs, I'm going to go with a hot Winnipeg team in Teal. Here's the only thing Stop. I'm going to say about that. Here's the only thing I'm going to say about that. I like it. Do you boys remember the bubble season where uh, Winnipeg played Toronto like 10 times? Toronto won 7 Yeah. Away. No big deal. How you yeah. doing? Keep moving. But uh, there was a quote. Okay, on and, the Hobbs, and the Hobbs made the cup finals. What's your point? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, George. <laughs> You're making fair George, come on. Let, let, let's be really honest here. That bubble season, that bubble season is so irrelevant, in my opinion. Uh, a joke. <laughs> Absolutely joke of a season. We won the conference. We won. won the Canada Division, boys. Come on. We hung a banner. Put some respect yeah. on the Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah, the Canada Division. That's the only division they could win, Jordan. I'm sorry. Do you remember? I just the- want to throw out there while we're on a Jets and Leafs debate. Yeah. Wings might be 2-2 two and two in their last four. But those two wins come against the Jets and the Leafs. Thanks for coming. The Wings are that team. But do you guys remember a couple years ago? <laughs> I think it was a year ago where the Jets beat the Leafs in Toronto. And Shifley sits down in the uh, locker room and they got, like, the cameras going. And he goes, boys, 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 what is I did, I did. beating the Leafs? And here's the thing. I think ever since then, the Leafs see Winnipeg and they're like, we're going to stomp these boys. Because honestly, who says that after a random Saturday night game? Like, you absolute hoax of a franchise. Give me Leafs minus three and a half. 
I hate Winnipeg with a burning passion in my heart. Jordy Ben game-winning goal. Moving on. Moving off of that. All right, all right. Um, quickly on that, Jordan, I will throw in a $20 wager with you on that game. Straight I'm up. Not, all right. Straight up. Okay. There we go. All right. My lock of the week. I uh, made it clear I am big on the Niners. Um, they are at home, and the spread is three and a half. I am hammering that. I don't know about you guys, but I think the Giants – or, sorry, the Niners win a touchdown. Yeah, I, I really like that a lot. Touch. I think, honestly, Dak Prescott in the playoffs is a complete fraud. That's just me. <laughs> Dallas, That's just me. The Dallas Cowboys are the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. Yes. Oh, my God. That. I love that take. I love that take. And when you have San Francisco, Jordan was bringing them on the all last semester. Well, oh, my God. You will look at these defensive metrics, the 49ers. They lead every category. Are you thinking? That is an easy spread take all the way to the top. Ah, all day. I love that. I Damn like it a lot. I think the Cowboys, touch, I, I just really to like add it. home to your point, I think the Cowboys lose by three touchdowns. I'm not even kidding. I, 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 think, I think Dallas. Coming from, Mr., coming from Mr. One touchdown spread in the playoffs, and he comes down the top rope with three scores. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, and, you, and, dude, and this guy even has Toronto winning by three goals. Yeah, that's a joke. I that, got... That's a stretch. Let, hey, let's be all of hey, hey, Who, who hit the six-leg parlay? Who hit the six-leg parlay? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But hit I'm just another. saying. Yeah. Hit another. Four into 404. Dallas, to me, is going to be sitting fat and happy. And they're going to sit there thinking they did something beating an 8-9 and nine Tampa team. And they are going to get absolutely rolled by Brock Purdy and Bang Bang Niners gang. Like, I'm telling you, I, I love Niners, like, minus 21. I mean that, and I honestly do. And uh, let's see if the <laughs> boys can prove me wrong here with uh, Prescott going to throw, like, probably three interceptions on the day. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's some hot takes there, and we will be keeping records of everybody's lock of the week. So, uh Gonna get to see who's good and who's not when it comes back here pretty soon, boys. Oh yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to start off one and zero on a Jaguars money line or on Jaguars plus eight and a half. Like it'll be an easy one and zero, and we'll keep the momentum going. Maybe maybe uh go for fifteen straight here, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how she goes. Oh hey boys, with that uh, I think we're gonna wrap up the first episode of the Snap It Around podcast. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the first episode. We're available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Apple Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We also have links in the bio to our social media where we've got some shorts and some good content on there. We've got a TikTok, Twitter, Instagram page. And hopefully you guys stick around and watch as the podcast continues to grow. Uh, again, sorry if there was a little bit of audio quality. We were over Zoom for the first episode. Should be in person in the coming weeks and days here. Uh, be on the lookout for the podcast to be dropped uh, once a week. We're going to start with that. Probably midweek. We're thinking Wednesdays. But uh, stick around with us here on Snap Around the Podcast. And for all the boys here and all the uh, all the uh, executive producers, Seamus and everyone else behind the scenes, thank you very much, and we will see you in the next one.